You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hey, this is Ramses from Push the Point, the Mash Those Buttons official Overwatch League podcast. Tune in every Tuesday where me and my co-host Labosco break down player performances, storylines, and the league at large. Welcome to a special episode of Watchpoint Radio. I am Ja, also known as Jared. That's actually reversed. I am Jared. That's what my mama named me, also known as Ja. And I am here with a special guest, Deathblow from the High Noon Podcast. What's up, Deathblow? Not too much, Ja. I'm glad to be back. It's been a while since I've been on WPR, but uh, yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, the, the rare second appearance. Yes, yes, yes. number two. <laughs> it took yes. me a minute to even remember the first one when we were talking the other day. <laughs> it's been that long. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my fault. I, I by the time I'm done putting the show together, I'm like, okay, it's time to record. We got to go, guys. Like, <laughs> well, I, you've asked me like twice since the last time, at least something like that. But I just it just never worked out. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're wondering why Death Blow is here, you know, for the last, I would say probably for the last year or so, uh, a reoccurring topic on the show has been, you know, playing with a team and how much better your Overwatch experience will be if you play with the team, you know, and as simple as it may sound, it may not be as simple as you you think it is. So we kind of want to give a little details or Deathblow, I should say, because he's the one who is good at organizing Overwatch (laughs) teams here, uh, is going to give some details about, you know, kind of like uh, what goes into creating a team, the components of making a team, the type of people you want on your team, you know? So, uh, and I guess just to kind of recap the benefits of playing with a team, obviously, you don't have to deal with randos. Benefit number one, no blueberries, right? absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's that, you know, there's honestly the, the benefits are, are pretty much countless. Like I, I, we don't really have a team at the moment, but we have a group of like nine people that all play together. And that's the only time I ever get on Overwatch and play anymore, uh, is when we have the full six together and, you know, we have our little, our, basically the old team's Discord server, like our roster chat. Right, yeah. We just expanded it a little bit since the team was, was, um, not really scrimming or anything anymore. And then, you know, we basically brought in all the alternates, everything like that into that chat. And we just formed six stacks out of there. And it's it's pretty close to the same thing. It's definitely different because you don't, you feel like you can't push people or really, um, you know, have a, an extra competitive edge that normally you would not have in regular competitive mode. But um, right. yeah, it's still it's still much better. Like anytime you're, you're reducing randoms in the game, you're probably going to have a better experience. Well, yes, then, and it, it actually takes a little bit of the edge off because, um, you know, 
if you just if you're if you lose to just a, a team that's just better organized, right? Mm-hmm. A, a more organized, you know, better team. They they practice, they scram. You can't really be mad about that. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we put a little effort into it. We beat, you know, we, we, we beat them. You know, it can be very uh, frustrating, but I find I'm not really mad about it. You like you'll still tilt. Right. There'll still be those things. Like if you're just in a scrim and you're losing for two a, a whole two hour block and you don't take a map. It's it's a little demoralizing. It really can be because you guys are trying. You've you've put all this work in, and it just doesn't feel like it's paying off. But it's a very different experience, and it's it's a much more positive one. There's you take lessons away from it instead of just you know blaming the randoms or because that's something you're prone to do. It's a very human reaction to to losing with random teammates. But right, I mean, nobody likes to lose, right? right? Right, but it's way it's way less frustrating when you know that everybody that you're playing with is trying, right? They're yeah. doing their best. They're 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 trying to collaborate. They're doing their best, and it ta- it kind of really takes the edge off. You share it. You share that burden with everybody else on the team. You're not alone. Um, nobody in your voice chat is like happy about it or trolling or you know anything like that it's just you know even if they're sad and dejected it's just it's better than being you know angry and dealing with people being uh, you know saying god knows what over voice chat it's just yeah it's it's exactly (laughs) yeah you know and then like even outside of the team right like so i would say i mean i I hate to say it like this but the only time i kind of play i really play overwatch seriously is when i'm playing with that group yeah like other than that, I treat my other accounts like they're practice accounts, right? Mm-hmm. Which, in some cases, it works out fine. But in in some cases, it's kind of bad news for the people that I'm playing with, you know, in, in the solo queue. You right. know, if I'm, if I, like, you know, for example, like, when I when I first started climbing with Zingata, actually, it's before I started climbing with Zingata, I dropped 200 SR like a rock, yeah. you know? So I'm pretty sure the people in those matches didn't appreciate that, but the the people who went along for that 500 SR ride, they appreciated <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so it, it it even helped me enjoy the game outside of the group because when I would go to play Overwatch in solo queue outside the group, it was less about me winning and more about me learning the character. So even if I lost a game with Zen or Anna. I would still, if I could take something away from it, if I could look back at the game and said I should have did this, my positioning was off, I was too aggressive here, and then apply that to the next game, I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know? You don't get that, uh, the SR tilt anymore, because it's not about the SR right. at the end of the day. Right. It's about figuring so. it out and learning learning your job and your role in the in the team. So it's, it's a very a very advantageous way to, to think about the game and to uh, approach it and analyze your play is how you fit within the construct of the six man team or the composition and that that information and that knowledge carries over to your solo play games if you if you bring it you don't have to bring that knowledge with right. you you can leave it at home for sure um but it's in in my opinion it's really difficult or near impossible for for players that are don't really know the answers um to do that uh, when they're in a solo queue or even like a two stack or a, a small group experience. Right. Yeah. And you'll find that you, you know, what, what one of the reasons I was able to climb with some other characters, is because you could correct somebody's mistakes. You know, some people won't listen to you. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, if you, if you talk to people in a certain way and they say, and you know, you see them out of position doing something they're not supposed to be doing. 
if you can say, well, no, you should do it like this. Like, you know, don't say do it like this shithead, but you know, <laughs> be like, no, like if you do this, if you can get behind them, if you can just, you know, focus me on the heels, then, you know, I'll be able to, you'll enable me to do these things and we'll roll through, we'll win, we'll, we'll be able to do this. And, you know, you'll, you're able to pass that knowledge on to the other players in solo queue, which then further increases your enjoyment of the game in solo queue. Yeah. Yeah. Cause those, how often it happens so often that the people in your one game or in your next game, whether your team or not, it, you know, it, it you kind of are all stuck in this general queue of players and, and you do, um, kind of build up a, a little bit of a rapport with people sometimes it's been a while since i played comp and so <laughs> um, but yeah you can definitely when you find good teammates you know it's it's nice to see them in your games again in the future and you know the next game or two even yeah the only thing that sucks sometimes if you give somebody a really good tip and it turned them from like you know trash to pro in one game like you can, <laughs> you can see it and then in, in the next game but they're on the opposite side i'm like god damn it i gave away too much right <laughs> <laughs> should have just given you know just tell ask them to do something don't tell them what they should have done kind of a thing like hey you know can you can you help me i'm struggling this game i think i needed some extra heals and it's like that just ask them to do it that doesn't tell them hey this is your job this is what you should be doing um it's just hey, i'm screwing up that's kind of how i always ask things of people in competitive is i find a way to make it my fault like i need your help because i'm struggling or like even when I just want, you know, that Reinhardt that's terrible and you just, I need him off Reinhardt. I can't let it, I can't let him right. sit there. Hey man, I'm really struggling and you don't know this because my profile is private, but uh, I'm actually a Reinhardt one trick. Can I switch? Because I'll do much better there. And <laughs> so it's, it now it's about me and how bad I'm doing, you know, with your, with, I'm clearly popping off. If he was looking at the kill feed, he'd know, but it's just like, uh, no, I can't, I can't, <laughs> it's getting no Reinhardt for you. It's, it's done. Uh, so the approach I usually take is I'm like, you know, I, I, I use words like we and us, you know, <laughs> collective. Like, hey, so, hey, what's going on here? Like, are, are we having any problems? Like, Ryan, what are you seeing up there? Like, right. is there a problem, bud? Like, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, you got to you got to be collective. Like, be, as soon as you start saying you, people get super defensive because oh, yeah. it is the Internet. It is the <laughs> Internet. So and that, now that whole thing with that was just about how team play helps you play by yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk, let's talk let's talk a bit about, you know, I guess the components of an Overwatch team. Like what are you actually looking for when you put together an Overwatch team? Sure. Well, I think Overwatch League really helped define kind of the the roles that you need a little bit as far as team management goes. I mean, everybody knows you need two healers, you need two tanks, you need two damage, although goat's forehead you don't need any damage if you i was don't just gonna it, say but, that like do you <laughs> <laughs> but uh so you really need and again a lower end team you said you know you said the kind of average sr the the viewer base or the listener base is is like gold into um plat somewhere around that right. range and in that area you don't need a community manager nobody is going to follow your stupid twitter account if you make one you know what i mean nobody's going to care <laughs> and it's a waste of your time so don't do it but you do kind of need a general manager, somebody and somebody that is in charge of recruiting and finding players to bring in for tryouts. And maybe they're not, you know, they shouldn't be in this instance in a lower tier team forming. Uh, they shouldn't be making the decision by themselves like an actual general manager would. But somebody has to set that up. You know, somebody has to be the team manager, uh, the one that schedules the scrims, the one that finds your tryouts, your substitutes, like that all takes work. And that's going to basically come down to, you know, either one person delegating who does what, hey, you're going to find scrims, you're going to do this, 
or they can just do it themselves. And and honestly, I am usually in the camp where I'm just doing it myself because otherwise I'm wondering if it's going to be done and it really bothers me. You know, I come from World of Warcraft. That was my previous like competitive. Everybody's working as a group to get better kind of an experience. Right. Yeah. And in World of Warcraft, the raid starts at seven. And you know what that means, Ja? It means you get on at six forty five. You have your materials ready to go. You have everything you need in your inventory, in your bags. You don't need to run to the bank. You don't need to get us get a portal. And you're standing inside the instance in the group when the, when the clock strikes seven. And that's that's how right. my guilds worked. That's how people you know treated them. That wasn't even whether they were my guilds or I was in another guild. I've, I've never seen one that took the game seriously that didn't operate that way. That's what was expected right. of you. Sure, there would be exceptions. You know, you could communicate with somebody. Hey, I'm going to be late. Um, but honestly, you had to like plan for almost plan for it ahead of time and like make sure everything was ready. So you, I log in, I get summoned, we go. Um, right. <laughs> you, know, you had to be very considerate. And, and the first person shooter community to my, uh, dismay when I, I joined it doesn't operate that way. Ja, they, they are just, they operate in discord servers very well, right? Like, oh, we've got a bunch of people together. How we now form teams is kind of the average, I think, first person shooter experience but when you're in a team and you're taking it seriously it's about we scrim from eight to ten and we warm up from seven thirty to eight and we then we have a second scrim from ten to twelve you know you're you're doing either two um one two hour block of a scrim or you're doing two two hour blocks of a scrim uh, right in, in a day and that's kind of your normal schedule for how that plays out um and it's important that somebody schedules that you have to have the other team there uh in it won't ever go smoothly, but you know, it's not going to be that manager's fault, but if nobody's even trying to line it up and make it work, nothing ever happens. So you have to have that person that's team manager. That's, that's organizing everything and, and doing the logistical side of things. Um, other, other than that, you know, it's, it, it's got to come down to a team uh, decision for most things, right? Most teams are going to have a core. You're going to have, you know, two of your friends that really want to be on a team or something like, and you've talked about it and that's how most teams start. Otherwise, you're going to be out there joining a team that's already existing and needing needing to bring somebody in and recruit somebody. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, that's really the big thing outside of, you know, you need the roles, the people to, to play all the different heroes. Um, you know, you really need to have that logistical manager that's going to set everything up. And, um, you know, like I said, everything from tryouts to, to scrim scheduling, all that stuff, it's, it's really, really important. And it's absolutely the hardest thing I think about wanting to be on a team or wanting to start a team is that's kind of defaults to you because nobody wants to volunteer to do it yeah like i think especially if you have the if you're the person with the initials thought that's like hey like i'd like to to have a team i mean you really have two choices right you either find one to join mm -hmm. where they're doing all that for you or like it's you you're the guy like your idea your baby like you if you, if you want this to happen then make it happen yeah and that i don't think that really should be dis discouraging anybody like it's uh, I think uh, maybe the hardest thing uh, when 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 you when you first when you I guess going to start uh, running your first team is finding out where all the stuff is. You know where uh, are where can you get community scrims from? Uh, yes. Where can you find players? Uh, you know, and once you kind of find out and you know you meet certain people, talk to certain people, and the, and the more people you interact with, the more areas you're going to find or more vectors you're going to find to be able to do these things. So it becomes even easier for you over time. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's really important to uh, kind of get some of the information out there. If you do want to get on a team and you are, whether you want to form one or join one, uh, there's obviously discord servers 
that will help you do that. And I don't know all of them. And it's been a while since I've been seriously forming myself. But um, there's a, a Cow Leagues, uh, Cow League Discord uh, that you can join. And there's recruitment server or recruitment uh, channels in that Discord. Uh, I used to use the op- Overwatch Open Division one. I don't know how active that one still is. Uh, but, you you know, depending on your level, I mean, Open Division is anybody. And then I did see some very kind of low SR surprising to me to see them in open division but they're probably just kind of overwatch league fans and want to be uh, anywhere on the spectrum of the path to pro it was probably appealing to them and uh, so you can probably find some groups there also on reddit um r slash overwatch lft short for looking for team uh that's a a very valuable resource i've used in the past to recruit and find uh, tryouts uh, both and also there's uh, an Overwatch team up. I, I don't know the actual URL. I'm not coming prepared. I might be able to find it. Um, but there is a, a great website there that can help you to uh, yeah, overwatch-teamup.com. Um, it'll help you with everything from scrims to finding opponents for scrims, uh, looking for groups, teams, coaches. Uh, that's all things you can post for and, and find uh, using Discord, Reddit, and that website overwatchteamup.com and there's probably newer ones and my apologies if you run one of those services and i didn't mention it um it's it's a little dated information but honestly i have old posts on overwatchteamup.com that still get responses i'll get random friend ads on discord hey are you still looking for an off tank and i'm like not for two years man um so (laughs) i I know they're all at least seeing some use uh, in some capacity gotcha now, besides, you know, um, like, like a GM or an organizer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think an important type of player to have, and this goes for, because I'm pretty much all of my competitive experiences is with first-person shooters, right? Mm-hmm. From, you know, going back Unreal, original Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, Battlefield, stuff like that. And the thing that you, the one type of player that you definitely need, I think, if you're going to have a serious team, well, not even have a serious team, just have a good time, let's put it like that, yeah. is is the strat caller. Whatever you call him in whatever game, I just call him the strat caller. It's the person who probably knows the most about the game and can tell you what should be happening with your character and at what times, <laughs> you know, or, you know, what positions you should be in, you know, all that stuff. And that person, like, for example, when I when I ran my CS team, I was the GM for the CS team. But we had a different person that was the actual strat caller. Like when it came to organizing scrims and put, getting matches together, communicating with other teams when we would do our cow matches and stuff like that, that was all me. But once that time, like once the game started, round one, bam, everybody listens to this guy because he's the person who's, you know, making the calls here, yeah. right? Yeah, it goes by many names, as you said, shot caller, uh, you know, IGL for in, short for in-game lead. Um, it's it's very important, and I kind of think of them especially for what you what you know that average viewer range that that lower level team. Um, that's your coach, you know, that's the the guy that that has a plan. And I've my first team, I was in plat, so I was literally where all you guys are. Like I, I was in high gold, low plat when I started. This was back in beta. 
um the, the rank mode came out and actually i don't think it was even divvied up that way if i'm if i'm remembering but it, no, like, it was more of like a league of legends style like yeah or it was even like a number i feel like it was a rank out of like 60 or something super it was weird challenger i'm like man bring challenger back you couldn't <laughs> lose points <laughs> but you know it was it was basically that equivalent you know where i was right. sitting in in um, my sr range it was not great um and i was that guy and ja, yankee was on that team he was there with me and you know what I mean? We, we learned the game and we learned how to do it together. So don't feel like you need to know right now, be willing to recognize if somebody in the game is in a better position to do this than you and give it up. If right. that's the case, because you can learn a lot from everybody on your team, especially a good in-game lead. It's important. Um, but I did it because I was kind of authoritative, right? And I just, my, my calls came through on, on voice and people heard and reacted to what I said I didn't know the strategies. I came from World of Warcraft. Like I said, like I have no idea <laughs> what I was doing in a first person shooter other than thankfully I was allowed to heal. Right. And that was this familiar concept to me. So that was kind of like my, my way in. I started as a Lucio player. So and you didn't have to be a fragger to play Lucio in, in you know, a, in a, what's a, essentially a, a platinum team. Um, so, but I, I was also, I knew I was in a good position on the, you know, in the team and, and where, I had to position as a Lucio player, made me a good shot caller as well, right? Especially in dive. Um, you're not necessarily always in the front lines, so you have that kind of backline positioning. Um, and you just, you're, like I said, you're not responsible for kills, so you're able to, um, survey the field a little more. It's, it's just a good, that and main tank are very good positions to shot call from, um, and that main support role. So, um, yeah, I kind of got away from the question here a little bit, but yeah, oh no, the the importance of the in-game lead. Um yeah, no, you really need to to have that person and and it's not important that they be right all the time. It's important that you guys learn to follow their direction and then yes. from there he learns and he gets better and he adapts. Um and you can discuss his strategies after the fact, but you know, you have the in-game caller and when he says something, you do it. You don't question him, you don't argue him. Uh you just do what he says. You might suggest something or, you know, hey, we need to, to make a switch. Can I go to this? And he, he'll be like, oh, no, go soldier instead, you know, something like that. Uh, but just do what he says. And then afterwards, be like, hey, this is why I wanted to play Reaper. I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to be able to uh, attack the tank. And then you have that discussion. And he goes, okay, well, um, we'll try that next time. See what, you know, they'll, they'll, you'll kind of figure it out as you go. Um, so use the most knowledgeable person that you have on the team, but know they're not going to be perfect and know that it's more important to listen to them and follow their direction than it is to be right yourself in what you think you should do, right? That's less important than everybody being on the same page and everybody doing the same thing. Because when Jai, you mentioned earlier, sometimes teams just, they're just more organized than you. They just beat you on synergy. Like it's clear. They're just more together than you are. That's why. It's not because their shot caller is perfect. It's because everybody right. listens to them. So when everybody, six people all doing the same thing is is better than four people doing the right thing and two people doing the wrong thing a hundred times out of a hundred. It's just always the case. So be together, be a be a group, and uh, follow that in game lead. Yeah, and I, mean, I think if you need further proof, I think if you take a look at goats, right. And let's be honest, people who are in lower tiers are not running goats properly. That's no. highly unlikely, but yet it's effective. It still works because you have everybody doing the same thing at the same time in a big ball, right? Yeah, I mean, as long as you're as long as you're together, um, 
in, in doing that, if the other team's not, you're just you're, everything about your game plan is going to be better. Your focus fire is going to be a little bit better. You're just going to have a, a, a more positive result. And, and goats is definitely a play style that kind of accidentally encourages that. Because right. only Diva has like the mobility skill in their arsenal to possibly get away from the team. And even that's not that far. And Diva's not a damage dealer. Not, none of them are. But um, Diva doesn't really have that like spike kill potential. So they're less inclined to, to really chase unless somebody's very low and they're probably going to get that value they need anyways. But um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting yeah. point. And moral of the story is like, you know, I, I have definitely won matches with bad teams because everybody just has to just go in. Just mm-hmm. when I do X thing, just walk through the doors, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just go in and, and start fucking shit up. Like, and that's what they do. And bam, we, we bake it. So yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I think that's a really important point to, to, to really drive home that even if your shot caller isn't the greatest or, you know, he doesn't have to be perfect. But it is it's more important that your team listen to him at the time. And then, you know, you can always talk about it later. That's another benefit of the team. You know, uh, you you do have that option to to figure stuff out and then not have to worry about it rolling into next game, you know. Uh, So but then I I guess another advantage of playing with the team would be the fact that you guys learn how to play together. Uh, and it actually helps you focus and become a better, a, a, you know, better on the characters that you are on. Like, um, uh, I think like a month or two ago, I, I told a story. Like it was one of the times it was like a, uh, an episode after we had played as a six stack, you know, and this is not even like organized team six stack. Like we weren't practicing or scrimming or anything like that. But I had played the best diva of my life that weekend. <laughs> Every diva bomb the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Every diva bomb got two to three kills. It was just perfect. But then I, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, the the you know, next couple days after that, I'm playing diva in, you know, solo queue, and I'm like, yo, I'm getting dunked on right now. Like, what is going on? Why can't I play like I did on Saturday? And the the reason's like, you know, in terms of heels, I didn't have to worry about making sure my healers were behind me or making sure my healers were, uh, you know, positioned properly or protected because I knew Jay Lee knew what he, he knows what he's doing. I can't even remember who the second healer was, but they knew what they were doing. Probably I'm pretty Mel. sure Bob. Yeah, it would probably <laughs> Mel. Yeah, like so, like Bob. I'm, I'm pretty sure Bob was on tank. You know, so I knew all I had to do. I just, I just got to wait from the shatter. He'll get the shatter. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and boom, I'll send, I'll send in. And that's it. Like, I was able to focus on. Simply just focusing on playing Diva, playing Diva well versus even now when I play, uh, you know, solo queue or in a duo, I have to babysit the rest of my team. Like one, um, there was a, this one time I was playing with my friend, Laura, we're playing Temple of Anubis. I'm, I'm, I'm main tanking. I'm on Reinhardt and I'm just trying and we're talking, we're on attack. We're at the front door. All I want is for everybody to just go left, go left. And so I go, uh, and this is how bad this was, right? Cause the enemy team was not putting damage on my shield. So <laughs> I walk up past the, past the doorway. I put my shield up and I'm telling everybody to go left, but they're sitting at the doors shooting like at the team that's sitting on, on the platform and they're talking to each other, trying to come up with a plan. And I'm just like spamming left, 
left, left. That's all I said over voice comms until had to be five, somewhere between five to eight seconds. They finally started moving through the through the door. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, it sounded like you were trying to herd cats. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like when, when you play with people that you don't know, like you don't know how well they're going to, you can't necessarily trust them to do their job. So in many cases, especially if you're looking to climb, right, you have to figure out how to enable them to do well. You know, like if you have, if you have a Reinhardt, that's just all over the place. Maybe you should be playing some Zarya. Might help out with Zarya Diva something now, you know, to protect them. You know, you know, stuff like that. You gotta um the first time I climbed out of gold, my philosophy was protect the idiots. And I started playing Zarya and it worked like a charm. Got me right out of gold in the platinum. <laughs> Protecting yeah. the idiots, keep them alive. Yeah, it's you know? a it's a completely different mindset. It's playing around your teammates versus playing with them. Um, yes. and and it's it means a lot for how much you're able to focus on your job. Like you said, like you were talking about with your diva play, um, when you have that trust and you can have that faith and honestly, even in a scrim too, like there's no SR at stake, you know, even if it is comp or, you know, you're just, you're in a six stack. You like can just trust that like somebody on your team is going to pop off. I mean, it helps that we play with like Yankee and Jay Lee because right. <laughs> Jay Lee just is so reliable and you just play two games with Jay Lee and you're just like, Oh, so as Reinhardt, I'm not going to die, right? Like I, like <laughs> if I see four people in front of me, I can just drop my hammer and swing. He's aware of it. He's positioned so that he can see me and he knows where I'm at and he's watching. And like, you get the added benefit of, he tells me when he's reloading. It's like, oh, <laughs> when you have an Anna that tells you when they're reloading and you're Reinhardt, it is just the greatest thing since sliced bread you just you know you're like oh shields up pressing pressing s instead of w like i need to i need to back up now um or you know same thing with your zarias you know i'm gonna bubble you and it left click left click you know you're you're going you don't have to you know notice it there's not that even if you're you're good and it happens to you without a call out um you're gonna you know drop your your shield and start swinging if you're a smart reinhardt player but knowing it and planning it puts you in a position so that way I'm doing it. Okay, go. And then you're, you're already swinging, right? Like you're already there. You're turning that corner. Um, it's just, it means the, it means the world and it lets you focus. You know, when you have that, that trust and that faith, it lets you focus on, okay, this is my job. This is how I'm falling short of doing that job to the best of my ability. You know, this is what I can do to fix it. It's the only time I notice my positioning sucks, right? Like before I die, I should say. I notice my positioning sucks when I'm in solo queue when I die. But yeah, when I'm playing as right. a team, I know it before that because I'm not worried about all these other things. I'm not like pressing tab to see what my teammate just swapped to and what role were they on before. And, um, you know, you, you just have that much less on your plate, that much less on your mind. And it's just all about this is my job. This is what I need to be doing. And if I do that better, then the team will do their job better. Like I'll enable them to do their job better. And that's when you just have success as a group. That's how it builds. That's how the, you know, the, the, the team improves is because people trust their, their teammates and they're focused on themselves and they're looking inwardly. Um, and if you didn't, haven't noticed, nobody does that. In comp. It's always outwardly projected. What, oh, you yeah, know, what happened, what could have gone better. Uh, it's never inward and I, I don't even think it's their fault necessarily like you can force yourself not to do that but 
it's a very normal thing to, you know, I do it for morale. I blame, I'll blame Rand. If I'm two stacking, I'm like, this mercy sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell my buddy what he did wrong and then have him be upset and mad about it. I'm just like, oh, stupid pugs. And then you're like, oh, shoot, my mic's on in game. He heard that. You know, then it, then it gets yeah. ugly. But, um, I am also guilty of that. I've had friends be like, how am I doing? I'm like, Hey, you doing okay? You doing right. okay? Yeah, you doing fine. <laughs> you need a little help from this guy, but he's not. He's just not going to do it. So you just do your best, man. Like yeah, you're doing fine. Um, you know, and that's it's a it's a normal reaction. And I think I, I mean I do it because I think it's right. You know, in the moment, right? And reading right, the moment, yeah. I think it's what's best for us in that game. Um, so might as well. And it doesn't hurt anybody. So it's, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't help your buddy get better either. either. Yeah, it doesn't help your buddy get better. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the subtle effects of like you know uh, playing with a team versus when you're playing solo is like you know you're able to recognize more easily if something's your fault or not, and whether or not you need to improve it. Right? Like if you're playing solo queue, and let's say you're just not in a good position, right, for that Reinhardt or for your tanks or something like that, you can. It is so easy to just double back and say, "Well, he should have. He should have been in position. He was out of position. It's his fault." You know, versus. You know, if I'm playing, uh, you know, if I'm playing and certain people are uh, tanking or, you know, uh, they're, they're playing certain DPS characters and I let them die, I'm like, okay, I, I was probably, I, I was doing something wrong. Like, what was I doing in that moment with, that they weren't getting healed enough, especially a tank, right? Like, especially if I let, like, a Reinhardt go down or something like that. Like, like was he getting focused by everybody or was I, did I just not heal him, uh, you know, was I missing shots was I, did I, you know, wait too long to heal him? Like, what was I doing? Waste as your much grenade. You, There's so many options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's just like, it makes it a lot easier for you to come to terms when something is your fault. And, you know, it does, even when you go back to a, uh, to, to playing regular competitive or going to a solo queue, you are more able to recognize when something's your fault. Or if you need to tell your, your, your tank, like, look, dude, like, you're you're being overly aggressive for their comp, right? I can't see you around this this corner, and I can't be in their line of sight because of ex widow, you know, or you know, widow Hanzo, whatever. Yeah, so it, it definitely um like it, it helps with that. It just makes you just more aware, uh, and it, it helps you with game sense, you know, to to be you know, because another thing that you typically do with a team is you you know track enemy ults a lot better. So just hearing somebody say Reinhardt has his shatter. Or, you know, Farrah's probably got her ult. You know, it keeps you aware of, like, you know, when you go into solo queues, like, I haven't heard anybody talk about ults for a long time. And then you'll get shattered. Next time, you'll catch it a bit earlier. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, next time, you might actually say it to your team. And then you'll get shattered. <laughs> and then the next time, you'll say it ahead of time. And, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody will block a shatter for you. So much of alt tracking, you know, if you find your job is, like, alt tracking on a team and you don't really know how to do it, you don't have to know. You don't have to have it internalized yourself. So much of my alt tracking is just asking, hey, do you think he has shatter? Right? <laughs> like, because some people take that as he's got shatter. So now I'm like calling it and like it's right. been a while or like what else do they have or what did they just that after every team fight, if you're tracking ultimates, okay, what did they just use? Have that conversation until you're confident and until your success rate at identifying what they use is like 95%. Ask. Okay, have that. You know, do it as a group. It's better than it not being done. That that information is incredibly valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not the best alt tracker. I mean, I typically do keep track of when alts are used in a fight, 
but it's like trying to figure out, well, okay, well they use that. Who else had, who has something else, you know? And then it comes down to, when was the last time I heard Thariel? <laughs> you know, yeah. when was the last time I heard this? Or when was the last time I, I, I kind of heard that? And has this Ryan been kicking our ass? Like he probably has shatter again, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, it, that that's it. Yeah, cause I'm not perfect at it, but it, it helps more so than not. I, I can't tell you how many times I've said, Hmm, I think X has X alt. And then like two seconds later, there, oh, there it is. I was right. At least I was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I know like, I playing with a team to me, like it definitely, I don't think I would have stopped playing overwatch. Right. But it definitely, it greatly improved my overwatch experience. And I wasn't even like on the main team. I was a, I was an alt because of like, you know, my schedule and stuff like that. I couldn't dedicate to making sure I could be around for scrims and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I just being an alternate on the team and playing with the team. And I told you earlier, having my role, like when you, you told me like, Hey, we need you to be Zenyatta. I took that and I made one of my accounts, a Zenyatta only account, drop some SR gained way more, you know, <laughs> And, I, and it was fine. And it was like, the, the, even like, you know, sometimes I, I remember like, you know, almost hitting diamond before, like you get into the 2900s. Now you got that, you know, that, that hundred SR tug of war. You want to go, but Blizzard doesn't want to let you go. <laughs> you know, well, they designed the game, Jada, give you a 50% win rate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to tilt you. They designed it to tilt you. Um, yeah. It feels I, that way I, sometimes. I, well, I remember Jeff Kaplan saying, and this is early in the game. This is probably a, a month or two after comp came out. So I'm sure I would imagine their philosophy has changed since then. Maybe not because they haven't changed that much. But he said early on in competitive, like in season two or three, that the competitive system is, was not built to be a ladder. The competitive system was built to find out how good you are and find competitive matches there and kind of keep you there. Right. Yeah. So. That's I mean that, that kind of says a lot. Like you know, like you know, other ladder systems have ways to kind of boost you up. The, the 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 SR system used to have that, right? Like if you won three games in a row, you were flying at that the point. Good old days. That was oh, like, yeah. That was how I hit um, diamond and masters the first time. It was twelve oh, yeah. game win streaks. Like you just yeah. you, you get hot. You just you go for it, and it just everything's everything's right that day. You know the. Um, the the perfect combination of of caffeine and you know i don't know what whatever else sugar in your system to yeah. uh, you know, to to make you playing at your best and yeah that was that was how i always broke through those milestone uh ranks and and actually got in there and i never fell out of them either like i mean maybe a little bit here and there like you know, right. after your place or or whatever but um you know you you look at my uh my account now and it's like a picture of never improving since i hit masters because <laughs> like it's it's just it's always got to be in one go and i just haven't pushed for it i guess in a while also i like i said i only play as a, a team as a six stack i don't have fun very much otherwise and um if that basically becomes no longer an option you can't really six stack and masters anymore um right it just the numbers aren't there to make it a sustainable thing you end up just getting placed against people so much higher above you that aren't grouped up but it doesn't matter because like they're gm players and you're barely in masters and and you just get crushed it's it's a little rough but um yeah that was always i i miss that that is a, a kind of a rough thing about the ladder system now but hopefully we're going to get a revamped ladder before too long. well i i think they are that's what I, I think they i think their philosophy has changed that people you know the the quick play should put you in competitive matches period 
you know, the competitor system is like people kind of want a ladder. But, you know, like on my in my previous experiences, before I hit Diamond for the first time, I would get up into the 2900s. And I mean, I think at one time, the highest I had gotten was 2950. And then you just catch a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, you know, and you get put, you, you just drop right back down. But that first run was, yeah, because I did that all in one season. I, I was, I started at like 2700 ish. I dropped down, actually, I dipped down into gold, like high gold for a little bit. And then I just like went, you know, a 500 SR run into diamond. And it was like, once I hit that area where I was normally having trouble, it didn't even bother me because it didn't matter to me. It didn't matter if I actually hit diamond or not. It just mattered that I knew I was getting better with Zen because I was climbing. So I knew I was getting better with Zen and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to learn these lessons. I'm a much better than I was. And that's what the team needs, you know? And when we play together, that would, you know, I, it, it would show. Unfortunately, that was toward the end of when Zen was in meta. <laughs> so we, I never even really got a chance to flex on that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, yeah. it's now you're in Anna jail. If you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're playing flex support, you know, I enjoy playing Anna. Like that is one of the things like I, my, my biggest issue, not issue, I should say, but like the, the way my overwatch is kind of working right now, I'm only enjoy it. If I'm a playing a character that I'm improving on, so that's why I don't mind playing on that practice account that's like sitting in like platinum right now, mm-hmm. because I'll I'll like you know if I can pull something out of it I'll enjoy it. But um, the uh, like Anna is probably one of the only characters I enjoy playing regardless. I just like playing Anna. It's like a little mini game. It's like I gotta keep him alive, but I keep myself alive too. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you know. and you you all want to like once you get pretty good with Anna, you start to like okay. Well, now to be at my most optimal, I need to be dealing some damage too, right? So now you like yeah. right in like, when should I be healing? And you need to like, so how do I keep the enemy team and my tanks and my line of sight so that I can smoothly transition from DPS to, okay, he's taking damage. I'm immediately back to it. Like it's, it's got to be that quick. Um, so yeah, yeah Anna's, Anna's a, a very deep, very fun character. Uh, yeah wish, wish i was better at it. <laughs> it it is funny because i get i i get a little excited when i like you know i see the enemy reinhardt up or i see like the winston kind of jump in and um you know maybe he's fighting uh, somebody on my team and he puts his bubble down and i'm just waiting for that for that for that shield to go down because as soon as that shield comes down that whole team is going to be purple <laughs> you know right and, and I get a little excited, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm just waiting for it. Like, go ahead, drop the shield, drop the shield, pressure on Bob, pressure on Bob. Like, you, know? <laughs> you know, so it, 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 I don't know. She is, she's a really fun character for me to play, but that's, that, that's kind of what's been keeping me going in Overwatch. Um, you know, so I like when I talk about Overwatch, I still talk about it pretty positively, but I know so many people get discouraged because, you know, being stuck in gold for season after season after season. And then on top of that, like, I don't know when's the last... Well, you, it's been a really long time, I'm assuming, since you've played Ladder in Gold, right? So, the... Yeah. Like, yeah, a really long Ooh. time, so... I, yeah. like, I I think I was probably... Yeah, I was out of Gold by the time it was called Gold. Like, I would have never actually been really? in Gold on my main. I probably Man, that, got some alts down there at some point, like, when I... Like, okay, I'm no longer going to be a terrible Genji player. And then I'm like, oh, okay, no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's that's where my Genji is at. Like, Genji and Doomfist, two heroes I would love to play. I will no longer ever even pretend. <laughs> Attempt. Uh, yeah, it's not a, it's not an option. Do you like the, the the overall, like, I'll, I'll just, I'll try to relay what it's like to play down there. So, like, you know, if you're playing in, like, actually, we just had a community episode 
with somebody who's in bronze. And he's talking about how much he loves being in bronze because of the people that are down there. And, uh, and it's, it's a small community. I realize it's kind of a small community too, because I think it ha- it's either just a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller than if you put master and grandmaster together. Like it's, it's not that big. I mean, there's you know? no reason him saying that is, a, is offensive, but to, it's so offensive to me. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I like can't even see straight. I'm like, he likes being in bronze. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach. I would quit. I'm the kind of guy, if I'm not good at a game, I'm not right. playing the game. It's like, there. I, you know, I can have fun doing something I'm not good at, but I would never play something regularly unless I was good at it. Sport, Dude. card game, board right, game, yeah. doesn't matter. It's just my, my they, personality. I want to win. They are strictly paying it for enjoyment. And he says everybody, every character there is a DPS. Every Yikes. character. You go Mercy at DPS. He says it's, you know, the people are like, they have a good time together. But then I'm, once you, I'm glad for them, and I'm glad I don't need to be anywhere near them. <laughs> now, when you get the silver, you don't. You generally have people trying a bit harder, right? Uh, they're usually a little bit mechanically better, and they are missing game sense. But they know that they're not mechanically that great, and they know they're missing game sense, and that's where the big problem comes in. And in gold, especially at the gold platinum border. A lot of people in gold really think they know what they're doing, and that's the rank where everybody is blaming everybody else. Like you know, it's not your shitty positioning; it's that the Ryan, you know, the Reinhardt didn't keep his shield up, or that the healer didn't heal you. That's why you died. You know, and I that's, think the that's a worst, big problem. The, it's funny because the worst place for me, and I have the exact same reasoning for it. It's the border of diamond and masters. Really? Okay. <laughs> everybody on that border is irreversibly convinced that they belong on the other side of it, right? Or that they, you know, that they belong in the master's side of it. Um, It doesn't occur to them that maybe, you know, they, they're the one, they don't understand it. Right. So everybody is that overbearing, you know, and to be honest, like masters is in the grand scheme of things. I'm not satisfied with it. I want to make that GM push someday. But when you actually sit there and look at the percentages, you're like, I think it's better than top 10% of the game. Like, I think you're like top five, top 4% of the player base when you're in Masters. It's a legitimate accomplishment. And it's to me the one where I'm like, okay, maybe if somebody's like, oh, I play Overwatch. And I'm like, oh, what do you know? Do you play comp? What rank are you? You know, it's if they tell me Masters, I'm like, okay. If they tell me Diamond, I'm like, I have no idea what you are. Yeah. I have literally no idea. You could be great. You could be terrible. But if, to me, it's like Masters is a little bit like you have a at least an understanding of your role, whether you should have any business directing team movements or, you know what I mean, having anything to do with overall strategy. I, I can't vouch for that yet. But um, yeah, yeah, I think even Diamond is um, it's a high, it's like top 10 percent, I think. And Matt, like Masters and Grandmasters, even small. It's like smaller than that. Like Diamond is pretty. High. I think Diamond is top twelve percent or something like that. Right. Maybe. Uh, you know, even it's up there. I remember when I saw the breakdown by percentages. I was just very yeah. surprised. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, crazy. I mean, like if you're used to playing at like you know a certain level, then yeah. Like if you're like you know if you if you play at the Masters level and then you play with somebody who's like low Diamond, you're like, man, these why do these people even play this game? Right, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know and i think it kind of happens to to a lot of people like if you like 
you know, even if like, let's say you're in mid platinum and you go to play in, you know, low or mid gold and you're like, how do these people not understand how to play the game? And then a, a diamond player saying the same thing about you. And then a masters player saying the same thing about him. That's kind of how it, you know, uh, how it usually goes. You'll but, have um, to forgive me if I'm super distracted. Somehow the outlaws just beat the the, the shock and I'm just like, <laughs> it's just blowing my mind right now. I don't know how to, uh, how to react to that <laughs> yeah i can see like you're just kind of like what is yeah, life like, what yeah what, what's what's going on right now um but yeah. that's cool because i just get to talk endless amounts of smack as a, as an outlaws fan an unapologetic nice. outlaws fan i'll take yeah. it <laughs> i'm pretty sure mel is pretty happy right now too yep yep we'll uh i'm sure have a, a conversation after the, <laughs> after yeah. the game or after the show yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, I mean, we might as well wrap up because we did, you know, kind of re- we really talk about, you know, building the team and, sure. you know, what you're really kind of, you know, looking for. One thing I do want to add, though, right, because, um, you know, some people may be like, well, I'm not looking to run a team per se or I'm not looking to, you know, I'm not looking to go pro. Like, I'm 30 years old. Like, why would I why do that? You know, you can still apply a lot of those principles to you and a group of people. You know, you still get the benefit of a team of playing. You get some benefits of playing with a team, even if it's just a group of people you play with on a regular basis. Right. I mean, that's kind of what the podcast is six stack is now. Right. Like we play together on a regular basis. Yep. And I know, like, like I mentioned, like, I, I know I could trust Jay Lee on the heels. And I know that I can trust Bob on the tank. And I don't, you know, I don't have to babysit, essentially. Like it, it makes it a much uh, better experience. So you can still definitely apply that to like, yeah, sure. You know, you don't have to necessarily call yourself a GM, but if you are the person that maybe shoots out the messages to your group, like, Hey, you guys want to play? Like, I'm gonna be at home at this point. Like when are you guys going to be around? And then you can just kind of be, oh, I'll be around home. Then I'll be home there. We could get around and play, you know, that, that is still better than, you know, what you'll probably get in, in, in solo queue. Yeah, and if you're, you know, if you're in that boat, listen, I I'm 31. I'm not going pro. I'm in a little different <laughs> situation. I do have like a podcast where I discuss the, you know, the the pro scene and I I want I love doing like vod reviews and coaching a little bit and you know things like that. But um if you're not in that boat, like if you're somebody that like played sports when you were younger or you just have that competitive mindset, it's it's the best place to get better. Um, you don't, it doesn't have to be about going pro. All you need to find is people out there with the same goals as you. That's the number one thing I ask when I'm, when I'm recruiting, Hey, what do you want to get out of the team? It might sound like a corny question. And I, I hate, you know, part of me hates asking it because it's like, Oh, you know, I feel like a guidance counselor or something like that. But what, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to get out of this team? Um, and the some of the teams I play, the, the legitimate answer is I'm trying to get into contenders here. Like I think I'm good enough and I can do this. And um I've I've played on GM teams, people that were kind of on that border and and people that could be top five hundred. Like I've had top five hundred players on my teams and, and scrimmed at really high levels. Um an Overwatch League player was substituting for one of my scrim opponents one at one point. <laughs> um he hadn't it hadn't been announced yet but i knew uh when it when it was happening um and it was fun i was making jokes about the team i knew he was going to it was it was numlocked uh he ended up going to the valiant and at the at the end of the one match or the one map i'm like um valiant effort guys (laughs) stuff like that and it was like it wasn't announced but i knew and i wanted him to know that i knew and it was just really funny there was like a a picture of him he sat down across from our old fabled third co-host 
Um, right. going just on a tangent right at the end that you'll probably edit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he sits down at, he's at like TwitchCon or something. It's not even anything Overwatch related. And he sits down next to across the table from our third, our old third co-host that knew just enough about the game to recognize him and know that we should know about this. And he's sitting down with people from like the Immortals top brass. So it's like four people in Immortals shirts and then this Overwatch player. And we're just like, Oh, okay. Well, you're going to the Immortals franchise franchise that hasn't been named yet or was named at the time or whatever. So it was, it was just the most unfortunate place for him to sit down with those right. guys and have a conversation <laughs> because they just told us everything we needed to know. And he's just That's like already funny. on his phone. So he just switches to the camera, takes a picture and sends it to us. And we're like, Oh, juice we've got juice like, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah it's just make sure i wait big tangent there but um that's the the big takeaway here is just be on the same page as everybody else if if all six people have the same goal and if that goal is like you know i just want to have more fun when i'm playing the three or four nights a week that i get to play and i right. ideally like to be getting better at the game and you're all kind of in the same sr ballpark don't even have to be that close just in the same general ballpark then do it you'll t- you'll get so much out of it and even if that goal is like a, if that goal is fun you're going to get more fun out of it you're going to have a better time might sound weird to say that scrims are the most fun way to play overwatch but like easily by far the most fun way to play overwatch has no sr at stake it's just you're in scrims but everybody's trying hard anyways it's just a custom game that is easily the best way to play do it you'll enjoy it far more than, absolutely than the other way i mean if you treat it like you know like a rec league you know like people mm-hmm. get together play baseball and they aren't trying to get into the mlb all the time like you know right. oh, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with improving and you know it's it's just a good attitude and way to approach anything in your life um so yeah don't don't let it don't let it stop at work or anything like that you can just kind of you can bring that everywhere that that same kind of drive to improve and make yourself better you know make it a habit and and do it in your gaming and do it you know it, it'll help you to do it at work and things like that and you'd be surprised you can you can actually you know uh, use video games to like alter your personality to an extent or to like train things that are more important in other aspects of your life um you're you're looking at talking this is two guys talking that like put a ton of effort into podcasts after they get out of work at the end of the day and like yeah. <laughs> have like basically networks that we you know we're like managing other shows and doing all this work and um and, and it's so maybe that's built into our mindset and not into other people's but to me it's such a kind of basic principle is just at, if i'm doing it why aren't i trying to get better i should always be trying to improve otherwise I should stop and my time's better spent on something else where that is my attitude. And that is how I approach it. All right. No, you, you, you're 100%, you know, right about that. Uh, you know, it used to be like, I, I had gotten to a point like, you know, before I stopped playing competitively that, you know, a, a game would come out and maybe I'd play the regular mode for a little bit. And this is before ranked modes were a thing in shooters, right? Like, I mean, League of legends really kicked off the ranked mode thing. Oh yeah. And they you know, and uh, you, you didn't. I, uh, you I would hate to give League of Legends game. credit for anything, but yeah, they really kind of did they, they, change they the made competitive scene of video gaming. Yeah, exactly. And so I'll get into a game like you know, let's say when Bad Company Two came out or something like that. We play play the, the normal mode for a little bit, have a little fun knocking down some buildings, killing some noobs, and then it was boom straight to IRC. 
Let's go. Let's 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 get some uh, some scrims together. Let's get some pugs together. Let's play the game the way we know it should be played, and we just have a blast, you know. And I think Overwatch, you know, Overwatch. A lot of people say Overwatch is uh, dead. Overwatch is a bad game, and it's not. Overwatch is a great game if you you know play it the way it was intended. Yeah, and that was Blizzard's intent. They didn't yeah. want to allow you to like. If they had their way in their ideal world, you would have to assemble six people to press the play button. Everybody yeah. would be in a six stack. Everybody would be playing with that, you know, that advantage. And so it wouldn't be an advantage, but the, the core of the game is teamwork. That's what makes arcade shooters effective and fun and good games is that, uh, or the object in the objective based shooters too, as well. Like those, yeah. those inspire teamwork. It's not about fragging. It's not about what's your KDA. Are you helping the team in that way? Right. Um, you know, it's, it's about, did we win the map? Did, you know, <laughs> did, did we push the payload to the end or didn't we? Um, that's the, the measurement of success. And that's, uh, should be done in a team environment. And that's why I don't enjoy solo, solo queuing and things like that near to the, the level I enjoy team play. Right. I, I got you. I, I had a conversation with somebody one time and I said, you know, the difference between Overwatch and other shooters, right? Is that, you know, other shooters, they kind of, Let's say, let me take Unreal, for example. Like, you can be anybody, hop in Unreal, get a rocket launcher, you know, just shoot around the map and have a great time, you know. But then, you know, you can get way deeper into the game to the point where, you know, because people used to ask, well, how do you play Unreal Tournament, you know, competitively? Like, you just get on the map, you start shooting shit. Like, no, it don't work like that. You know, you have strategies when you're running 5v5 CTF or even, you know, 4v4 team deathmatch and having to keep timings on uh, uh, weapons and stuff like that. Like, there's a huge strategy that goes into it. And Overwatch doesn't really have that mode or that layer where you could just do whatever you want and have a good time. Because in Overwatch, if you're just doing whatever you want, somebody else is not having a good time. <laughs> you know, right. like, that's that that's the thing. Like, it is it is built without that layer, so... If you're going to play it, like, you know, I, 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 we've been talking about it on the show for a long time and I really can't stress that enough. You will enjoy Overwatch if you, you know, can find a group of people to play with, if you can play with them on a regular basis or join a team, you know, and I mean, even just joining a team that will shift your focus from SR to whatever the team needs. And that will bring your, uh, you know, uh, increase your level of enjoyment in Overwatch, you know, so less but, less uh, anxiety at <laughs> a bare minimum yes basically yeah like that that's what it kind of comes down to right so yeah with that we're gonna go ahead and and close up thank you very much deathful for coming on and you know talking about teamwork and shooting the shit with me for a little bit <laughs> absolutely my man thank you so much for having me uh really appreciate it and hey, no problem you want to uh plug anything before we go uh you can follow the high noon podcast at high noon podcast on Twitter. I am at HNP Deathblow. Uh we've got a, a bunch of shows, but follow the main feed and we'll we'll get you over to them and, and you'll find them fast enough. Um yeah, we're all about the the Overwatch League and the the competitive scene of the game. Um so if that interests you, check us out. All right. And uh I usually have a pretty big spiel after the show, but since the show is ending, that's just not gonna happen. So uh, you can, uh, for in terms of Twitter, you still can follow uh, Mashless Buttons on Twitter at MTB site. And we the Discord is still open. I mean, the Discord is the network Discord, uh, discord.me slash mash those buttons. We're not like we're closing down the network or anything. We do have some projects in progress and we have other podcasts. So, you, you know, you can still come into the uh, into the Discord and, you know, talk to us. I'll be there. And like I said in the last episode, um, we're not 
actually killing the Overwatch channels or anything like that. So if you want to come in and talk to players and try to organize teams, that is still there. All right. I just want to say, I wasn't sure it was public yet, so I didn't want to mention it. But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, th- thanks for being part of the community, man. Like, you've been around almost, like I, I think, easily as long as, as High Noon has. Like, you go way back. Really appreciate it. Like, love having the show. I'm sad you're, you're going to be stopping doing it. But um, I don't know if anybody's thanked you, but thank you for, for the entertainment you've given me on my long car rides, <laughs> things like that. It was a, it was a pleasure. Oh, it was my pleasure, dude. It's been a blast. Like, I, you know. Like I was really trying to stress on, you know, when I was making the announcement that it's not because of Overwatch, it's not because of the community. It is literally <laughs> just, it is just time. I I do it forever if I could, you know. It's so much work. I just handed off the the foul play show. Like we're handing that off and getting me me and Blevins out of it because multiple shows and managing all the other shows, like helping do all those things. Like the amount of things we're leaving on the table and not doing because of how much work it is to do all these shows. If we're able to line up good hosts for the other ones and it's so hard to do. Um, but I, I totally get it, but I'm sad about it regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it was a good time. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got to know you, you know, while uh, we were able to hook up while the show was going on. It's, it's been a, a positive experience, you know, yeah, an, an absolute <laughs> pleasure. And uh, I'm sure we will continue to, to play games. Oh, absolutely. I'm not leaving the podcast or Discord. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, guys. And with that, we're going to go ahead and call the night. Thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.